Hey everyone, it's John. Um, the Bop Squad just wanted to let all of you know um, how much we appreciate you listening to a, the podcast. Um, hopefully you are getting a lot of um, new intriguing ideas and some inspiration and um, just good content from our podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Um, there are different levels, whether that's a one-time gift or a monthly contribution, and the different levels have different perks associated with them, um, like early released episodes or some merchandise. Speaking of, you can go over to the Bop Shop at clinicalpopulations.threadless.com to check out some of our merch, which also is a way for you to support us. Um, I own two of our shirts, and they are my favorite shirts um, out of my wardrobe. They are so comfortable and soft and stylish, if I do say so myself. So um, consider checking out some of our merch. It really is good quality stuff. Um, All right, now to the show. Clinical. Clinical. Hello, everybody. My name is Gabby. I'm Allison. And welcome to Clinical Populations. <laughs> Introducing music therapists to new bops and new bops to music therapy. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, this episode, we have an interview and a super cool song we're going to dive into by She. Yay! <laughs> so she comes to us from Canada and we're super excited to have her on and um yeah <laughs> would you like to tell us kind of a little bit about yourself yeah first off thank you so much for having me I think it's it's so cool in such a small world and how we connected which is so awesome um Sorry, you asked uh, just to say a little bit about myself. Yeah, like your music uh, background, who you are as an artist. Yeah, so I have been making music my whole life. And I feel like that's such a cliche answer, but like that really is the truth (laughs) of it. (laughs) Um, I have, you know, very um, specific memories of being very young, singing and mimicking the Spice Girls and, and just feeling super connected to them and just their whole everything and wanting to be part of that. Um, and yeah, so I just, I, I always took part in some form of music lessons, whether it was piano, guitar, voice growing up. I eventually just really connected with songwriting, probably around the age of 12. I really, that was like my deep Alicia Keys phase. And I knew piano and she knew piano and she was just all about singing on the piano. So I was very inspired by her. Uh, and I just started writing songs on the piano throughout you know, all of high school and stuff. Um, also got into some uh, production, like uh, doing some like hip hop stuff, some electronic stuff uh, in high school and just kind of all, cascaded into just getting more serious with it and by university i was studying jazz voice um i was exposed to music therapy during my undergrad and it was kind of always planted in the back of my head like oh at some point you know i think there's something about that profession that speaks to me and i'm going to kind of keep that in my back pocket when i feel like the time is right um and uh so i had a huge gap between my undergrad and my master's program I'm doing music therapy. Uh, And then during that time, um, you know, yeah, songwriting, traveling, uh, collaborating with artists. Uh, For the longest time, I I did go by my actual name name. Um, And I eventually reached a point where I kind of felt like I I really did want that separation. Like it, it felt weird to me to have strangers like know my birth given name, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just it just felt it. Yeah, it felt strange. It felt strange. And I felt that it was important to have a name that I felt still represented who I was. Um, 
but yeah, it just wasn't like my actual name. And this isn't like, you know, not to be offensive or anything. People are wonderful. People are so kind. People that have reached out to me and like given me such beautiful feedback on my music. Like I'm so, so thankful. Um, but just, just for my own, like just wellness, I just felt like it was important to just have like a separation and in, in a name. Yeah. So I, I randomly, I remember just kind of like, you know, sitting in bed and just having this, like this image just kind of like pop into my head of sh3 and she meaning like sound sound healing mm-hmm. or like sound healer oh. but sound healing being the essence of it and like three is is my favorite number um so i i really liked the idea of like sound healing being like somehow embedded in my name because i feel for my own personal journey just as a songwriter musician music has just been such a healing force in my life like it's just been so it's been such a gift like you know some people write journal entries and diary entries and get you know get their emotions and express themselves that way for me it's just i have notebooks and notebooks of like songs that I've been writing since I was a kid uh, and that in itself being a form of therapy and healing, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I really liked the idea of having sound healing be the purpose of my name, but I didn't want it to be like sound healing or sound <laughs> yeah, healing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it just, it just kind of worked like, you know, the SH and the three and then it being she. And there's also that other level of like, you know, there's a lot of women that aren't really represented in the production world and in the audio engineering world. And, you know, the, the percentages are still like super, mm-hmm. you know, not in, in women's favor. Right. So right. I also really like the idea of having a name that was so female, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I it's love the it. female pronoun, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so that, that, that played a role as well, but yeah, sound, sound healer, sound healing, like that, that really was the, the, the energy that that went behind that mm. that's really cool mm-hmm. thank you yeah. <laughs> yeah I love I always love hearing people's stories of like how they came up with their their names kind of how that dropped in and and was mm-hmm. channeled through them that's yeah 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 definitely yeah it's something that like I wouldn't have known if you hadn't yeah, had <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what Totally. It's it's one of those things that isn't like, you know, really broadcast, but like when I have the opportunity to talk about, you know, this, uh, this sort of thing, I, it's, it's a great opportunity to talk about it mm-hmm. and explain, you know, like where it was coming from and what the intention was. But um, yeah, I've made that, that leap over into the music therapy world as well. And now I have the two, you know, coinciding and, and just, you know, loving the, this, this new phase that I'm in where I feel like I can kind of integrate both, which I think is very exciting. Definitely. I think that's the beauty of what we do is that we can hold various roles, wear various hats, and like you can still pursue your artistry and your creative side while also helping and providing clinical work. I just. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And I think like, as you both, like uh, you're explaining earlier about like songwriting and and your experiences with them, it, it honestly was my experiences as a songwriter working with artists and feeling like, I honestly feel like I'm kind of having a therapy session with yes, you right now, yes. right? Because it's it's a very vulnerable space that you get into with an artist, uh, and they're sharing with you, you know, some intimate details of their life so that you can help them craft their experience into a song. And that that honestly really was like the big, you know, propeller into actually wanting to do this, like, and study it seriously. Um, so yeah, like that that still is embedded in the work I do and like really is the the reason why I decided to to pursue it in a clinical form. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's a conversation I have with a lot of the artists here in Nashville. Like they're mm-hmm. constantly sharing when they hear what I do, they're like, huh, what is that? Like, wh- how does that work? And they're like, Yeah, you know, when we go into the studio, I feel like it is therapy, you know, songwriting it is. is my therapy. Oh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I know you mentioned you're an songwriter and engineer. What are some of the current projects that you've been working on? If you can share them. <laughs> I do. I do have some stuff up my sleeve. So, um, again, this past couple of years, like I've been doing, uh, my masters. So I've been having to kind of juggle my time and energy, uh, among both, uh, ventures. Um, and so I've kind of made a goal to myself to really have, one song a year that I put out as an artist, along with a video mm. that I feel very passionate about mm-hmm. and have all my energy put be put into a single uh, and then a, a pairing video and 
it's it's been working so far. Mm. So like last year, I I put out a song called Arrow, um, and that was my song of 2021. Put out a video, and then this year there is one coming out before the end of 2022. <laughs> um, so yeah, this this past summer, working on some stuff, and uh, my goal is to have a new song and a new video drop before the end of 2022. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, as an artist, that gives me some ideas because I'm always like, oh, how can I release music without like pressuring myself? Yeah. To <laughs> oh, music? A thousand, yeah, a thousand percent. <laughs> it, it, it can be like pressure, honestly, is like the worst thing for a creative person because mm-hmm. it just can just zap out like yes. any creative energy you have. So I just kind of just something that I just found naturally was, you know what, if I just really put all my effort into one song that I'm passionate about, and then also too, I feel like the climate of how music is released today anyway, it really supports the single, you yeah. know, um, exactly. rollout, right? Yeah. So to me, it it's, it's such a great balance for me for right now to just put all my energy into a single for a year and then... Yeah just, you know, do my best to, to juggle everything else. Yeah. What are Mm -hmm. some ways that you kind of, um, maintain that creative flow? Like, how do you Mm. keep that going if, if you're kind of holding different roles? Yeah. You know what? It's, it's interesting. I feel like music, it's one of those things, especially if, if you've been doing it for such a long time, it's almost like an automatic, space that you can get into when you do channel that space Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. when you do Mm -hmm. i just feel it's almost like it's always going like i I, like my phone is filled with voice notes my watch filled with voice notes like there's always things that come to my head and i just feel like i'm just in such a great flow with like being open to receiving ideas and just writing out the ones that I'm like, yeah, you know what? I think that's the one I'm gonna develop, you know? Like, just like, not again, pre- like there's no pressure. Like I just really let myself vibe with myself. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, just, yeah, just let my my mind take the lead and just, you know, let it be about the music and however it goes, that's how it goes. It's about the art, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of yeah. cool ideas, one cool idea that I really enjoyed from um, your music was uh, Stranger Things and <laughs> taking a bit of that that intro or soundtrack and, you know, incorporating it into your music. So mm-hmm. I think what we're going to do now is have all the listeners take a listen to Stranger Things and then we will dive into the song and all you want to tell us about it. Sounds good. I'm excited.
And that was Stranger Things by She. All right. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Because I I love it. I love it so much. Oh, that's so great to <laughs> yeah. hear. Yeah. So great to hear. Yeah, that song was actually written, I kid you not, probably in 2016. <laughs> Yeah, really? it was written. Yeah, it was written many years ago. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so at that time, I don't. I think it was 2016 when the show came out. Right. Stranger yeah. Things. Well, right. Yeah. Let me clarify. Yeah. Hold on. I think so. 2016. Right. Yeah. So it, it it was released in 2019, but when I actually wrote it, like it was. It was oh. prior to yeah, many many of my songs are like that. But um, yeah, 2016, I believe that was the first season of Stranger Things. Yes. I'm pretty right? sure. So, yeah. July. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I was super captivated by that TV show, <laughs> which many people oh, I'm yeah. sure were as well, right? Um, yeah, I can't speak like more highly of that show. Season one, man, it's all heart. Like it's all yeah. those kids, man. <laughs> anyway, no. um, yeah, so I, I was working with my team. So I have um, a team down in Florida, which is, uh, again, how we kind of all yeah. um, ended up crossing paths. Hi, but, Joe. Um, <laughs> yeah, shout out to Joe, Grand Bay, Knowledge, uh, Dan, let's just put all the names on there. Um, so yeah, so um, I had a folder sent to me with some some beats and I heard this beat and I was like, the intro of this reminds me so much of the Stranger Things uh, theme song, mm -hmm. which is like an iconic theme song. Mm -hmm. Like it just has those really heavy, rich, like 80 synths, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just like the way that mm -hmm. it has it, like the arpeggio stuff going on. Like it's just, it's great, right? Um, and so when I heard uh, the beat uh, for Stranger Things, it wasn't called Stranger Things at the time. I forget the name of the, the beat, but I was like, oh my gosh, like this has such a feel of like that theme song. So I was just inspired to write a song, honestly inspired by the show, you know? Like if you look at the lyrics, there's some references to the kids and, you know, and then it kind of... Um, you know, I kind of like took that as like a, a as a launch pad to kind of talk about, you know, strange things like, you know, just like trippy colors mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just like a strange vibe. I tried to kind of then capture it and be like, you know, a strange vibe. Um, and yeah, that's that's the song just took shape and and I, I vibed. I vibed with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was wondering because I was like, there's no way they they were able to get like rights to get the sample of that like oh that no kind of, yeah i was like yeah not at all definitely not i'm yeah. like it's close enough but it's not quite there <laughs> yeah, yeah no totally and like it, it had no intention to be connected to stranger things by any means mm -hmm. like it just i just heard it and i was just like this gives me the feel of mm -hmm. that show mm -hmm. and then it just yeah i just started writing yeah to it. i have recently gotten into like the word of, world of samples um because i originally was just you know like acoustic indie singer songwriter type like <laughs> and so mm -hmm. as i've been learning about samples and like all you can do with them and like what um just like what creativity can come out of them <laughs> it's yep. been just like yeah this whole new world I've been entering and like now when I'm listening to music, I'm like, oh, wait, is that a sample from this thing? Or like, mm -hmm. or like, is this from this thing? Like, it's like now my brain is like opened up to, <laughs> you know, everything as opposed to where it's like, oh, this song sounds cool. That's an interesting mm -hmm. beat or melody in the background. And then mm -hmm. it's like, oh, wait, this is from this. Yep. Like, historic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like there's probably such a high percentage of songs that do include samples that we're just not even actually aware of. Yeah, because there's there's so many times where I'll like there's there's compilation videos on YouTube of like samples and so and so's album, and it just like gives you snippets, and you're just like, oh my gosh, like oh, that too, that too. Um, and it, yeah, it's just it's it's honestly a skill and talent within itself to be able to take a sample yes, and like sure. just totally recycle it and make it into something new. Like that in For itself sure. is is such a distinct skill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What does your creative process look like? Do you always start with a sample or a beat, um, or like how has that evolved over time? Yeah, it depends. Um, I think that my strongest skill musically is songwriting. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like writing to a beat that's already produced i can like pop out a song very quickly mm. like because i'm just i i understand the mechanics of songwriting the formula to it like minutes like literally minutes right. um if i want to take more of like a production 
approach with it. So for example, like earlier, I was talking about Arrow, which I put out last year. That one was produced all by me in Ableton. Ooh, um, Ableton. Yeah. Yeah, and I love Ableton. And that that took a lot more time. I'm so picky as a producer. Like I will have my session and I'll be listening, I kid you not, to like the same eight or 16 bars, like over and over, you know? And I'm just like, am I happy with that? Should I add another layer? And like drums, my weakness. Like I am just, I'm not great at programming drums. So it takes me time to be like, okay, do I like that? Am I missing something, you know? Um, so it can take me honestly a couple of weeks to really feel good about a production. But then as I'm producing it, I'll have my phone handy because best believe melodies are coming to mind and I'm getting ideas for lyrics and stuff. So they kind of happen in tandem, but um, I, I don't want to go too into the writing process when I'm producing because I also want to let the magic of the songwriting once the beat is done happen. So I'll just kind of only allow myself to just, you know, do like little snippets of things because I, I really, really do want to give myself the space once the beat is is complete. Um, yeah. So again, if I'm producing the beat, it will take probably a few weeks, if not longer, to really feel like, okay, I can export this. Mm -hmm. That's another thing too. I'm also very picky about when I export. Mm -hmm. I don't like to export things that I feel half-assed about or that I'm just like, oh, this is just an idea. It's like, no, if I'm exporting it, like it's now going to be written too. Do you know what I mean? It's dead. It's solid. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's yeah, solid. I hear you, know? you. I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I also want to have too many things flowing around on my computer. I want to stay organized. Like it doesn't get exported until I'm ready, you know? Oh. And once it's exported, uh, then I'll put it into Pro Tools and I'll Ooh, start man. my writing process. Yeah. Start nice. the writing process. And that's, that's where I can like really like go off, mm. you know, because like wow. I just feel so comfortable in the songwriter singer role where I can just like lay it down, add my harmonies. Like I'm really in my space when I'm recording slash writing. Sometimes they're done together uh, for myself. Like the songs that I write for myself, I tend to be classic with like a, notep a notepad and pen. Um, mm -hmm. And I just really like to actually write out the whole song from top to bottom before I record. But if I'm doing like other other projects, I'll literally just open the Pro Tools file and just start recording and writing on the spot and whatever it is is what it is um yeah so there's like different like approaches yes. for like the the different types of project whether it's like am i writing to a beat that's already made am i writing to a, a beat that i made for myself am mm -hmm. i doing a project as a feature or something else like there's like kind of different modes that i kind of go into that i've just kind of developed over time that seems to work nice Man, Ableton Pro Tools, those are like the hardest <laughs> ones for me. <laughs> yep. Really? Oh, yeah. so, what do you use? I'm curious, like what um, you're- I've started using Ableton just because like, uh, I don't know, it's like the one that I just like, I can do this. Like, I'm gonna like learn how to use mm. it. Um, but I honestly, when Soundtrap came out, I started using that because it's just, it's not <laughs> as like, detailed as yep. other DAWs, but it's just like, yeah. I can use it anywhere, you know? Yeah. Um, so I like that aspect of it, but I'm on Windows. So like <laughs> I've been using um, just whatever software I can find. So I did Cakewalk for a little bit and then- mm, I started on Cakewalk. Nice. That's, yeah. that's tough. Cakewalk is tough. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I- use this thing called Mixcraft, Acoustica Mixcraft, and they're kind okay. of like a, I don't really know how to describe them. I don't know anyone else who uses it, but I found it when I was like in high school and have used it ever since, nice. but nice. I don't know. I also use like um, uh, GarageBand and Logic. And then when I'm on my phone, I don't know if you've heard of the app called Koala. No, no oh, but I feel like I should. You, I'm looking it up. You would like this. Okay, I I should get a sponsorship from Koala because I mentioned it so much. Um, but basically, <laughs> it looks like um, like a just your regular sequencer. Um, but you can record on the spot. Oh yeah. And, oh, that is so and, cool. And turn it into so I can be like, hello. Wait, click. Hello. Nope. Hello. And then it'll play back. Oh, it's not on. It's not on. Dang it. Hello. Hello. And then you can you can sequence it. And then you can also add like effects and it. stuff. It's oh super cool. And Is that spelling the animal koala? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, I just found it. Yeah. Sweet. And you can also like import um, 
sounds and like videos. And so that's how I've been playing with samples recently, actually. Um, So cool. Yeah. And it comes with Ableton Lite, but you already have Ableton. So you're fine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I got started when I was a kid on Audacity. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Yep. Audacity. And then uh, discovered GarageBand, just playing around with that. Um, I used this other one and I can't remember the name of it. It was just a web browser, but it was really fun because you could adjust the chord progressions and sample things. Mm. It was really interesting. I don't think it exists anymore. (laughs) Um, And then Pro Tools. I've gotten into that. My significant other is really skilled on that. So he's been teaching me slowly over time how, mm-hmm. to, how to get into it. So yeah, but GarageBand, it, it's nice in sessions. It's very simple. <laughs> I love GarageBand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, in high school, that was where I recorded my vocals and I got really, yep. really good mm-hmm. in GarageBand. Nice. Like, like recording to the point where you would have no idea that this was actually recorded in GarageBand. You can, yeah. It's, it's a very, very capable program. For sure. Um, and yeah, in sessions, oh my goodness, that and Soundtrap too. If they don't yeah. have yeah. like an Apple product, Soundtrap is great because yeah. they have a partnership, I think, with Splice. So they yes. have like all like these amazing samples that you can use. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I also use Koala a lot in session too. I'm so. going to start doing that. Yeah. 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 I'm really into that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Going along with all the samples, um, when I was listening to, to it originally, um, it got me thinking about how we find these TV shows or movies or even, you know, uh, videos or, or games to be, mm-hmm. and, and their soundtracks to be, you know, so important to us and a part of our everyday life. Mm-hmm. And seeing how you took that and manipulated it and mm-hmm. made it your own, like took whatever you found meaningful from that show and made a new meaning out of it. I thought like that was really cool. Um, And so actually that got me thinking in my current practice um, of where I, there's a client that I'm currently working with who is obsessed with video games, like just Mm -hmm. like all of them under the sun. And I was thinking, man, wouldn't it be cool to kind of do the same thing where you know, there was that soundtrack of that TV show, but instead of a TV show, we could do a video game. And Mm -hmm. so now we're working on with Koala compiling different samples from these video game sounds. And hopefully we're going to be able to, you know, create some sort of beat and write a song with it. Um, That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've always been a fan of taking something or like just looking at what the people I'm working with are interested and like building off of that, as opposed to just bringing in something completely Mm -hmm. new that they're not as comfortable with, Mm -hmm. um, especially when it comes to like composition and stuff like that. So that was, that was my clinical idea from honestly, from listening to (laughs) what you wrote. So yeah. That's that's so cool because yeah when when you mentioned that that was the song that you wanted to include in this I was like oh that's so interesting like I wonder how they would you know envision this being used in a clinical way and like hearing your explanation that makes so much sense and I'm almost like kicking myself for not making the connection <laughs> myself <laughs> but that yeah that makes so much sense like that that could be great and I've I've done some interventions in the past like in mental health with um like creating like soundtracks of someone's mm-hmm. life uh or even like end of life care I, I had an internship uh in palliative care and like that's great like to do something that involves mm-hmm. like a soundtrack to your life it can open so many discussions and again like this this app that you're speaking mm-hmm. of and where you're actually composing using the samples like yeah oh there's, there's a lot that you can do with that. That's, that's cool. That's yeah. Yeah. I had a similar, actually a similar idea, Gabby, um, because I've been working a lot with families with, um, siblings who love to bring in their favorite TV show theme songs or game video game theme songs. And so that was something that I was like, Ooh, this would be really cool to like mix in all your favorite theme songs and like make them your own. But then also like, with this song because of its um it's repetitive and so it could be really cool to do a lyric substitution um mm-hmm. 
because I also work with a lot of um, parents and adults. And so going back in and being like hooked on blank, find me on the Mm. Yeah. Like, so there's just so much um, flexibility and repetition that it can make it a lot easier in this style of a song to do something yep. like that, where it's not as uh, it's not as complicated. Because I found in some lyric substitutions, it seems too open and too mm-hmm. scary or vulnerable for someone that this is contained, and it would feel a lot safer for them to try it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's true. Like the yeah. the song, I think, is only really a verse and a chorus that gets repeated. Mm-hmm. And I think the only difference is just, there's like different harmonies layered in the second half. So yeah, repetition, man. And like these it's types good. of, entry- yeah, so good. Yeah. That's, that's a great point. Yeah. 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 So I, I try to look for songs like this where it makes it feel easier for them if it's something that yeah. they're not used to. Yeah. 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 Another thing that this brought to mind was just film in general and music video production. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a big fan of using green screen. <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah. I've, I've done experiences in music therapy where, you know, we'll take their favorite music video or their favorites uh, like theme, like um, intro theme segment to a TV show and we'll like green screen them into it. And, you know, they get to be part of the show or part of the, um, the, the music video. And, you know, yeah, it's funny. Like (laughs) that's, I mean, that's part of it. Like it gets them like to like loosen up and they're like, Oh my God, I'm standing next to Harry Styles or something like that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, It's funny, but it's also, you know, so engaging for them. And like, they um, get to be part of something bigger, you know? And it's like, it's, it's actually like, yeah, even though it's so such a, small thing to like they're not even seeing sometimes they're singing along but even just being in the video is like oh wow like i'm part of this i i'm important i like mm-hmm. this is this is awesome like <laughs> um, yeah yeah it sounds like it, it it can really like make the imagination possible mm-hmm. because it's a green screen right so you can like pretty much almost do right, anything right, right? Mm-hmm. yeah cool. we did a video a couple of last Halloween where we took the Ghostbusters song. Um, mm-hmm. That was and, a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and like every, we kind of just reenacted the scenes, but then we also had uh, folks like be ghosts, uh, made them like slightly transparent. And so oh, like, wow. <laughs> it was really fun. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. I'm imagining too, you could probably do stuff with like motor skills yes. too. Oh yeah. With like, for you know, sure. reaching for things mm-hmm. that, you know, aren't actually there, but mm-hmm. it's just cool to like, yeah. you know, be part of that visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. I would love to make a Stranger yeah. Things type video at some point. Yeah. If you do, please let me know. <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. How do you think you would try this one clinically? Yeah, you know what? That's that's a good question because like I said earlier, I I was kind of thinking like, oh, how would I, you know, use this? And I think p- part of the roadblock that I was experiencing was because it was something that I wrote. And I I don't it know right. if I Thanks. yeah, right? So I I don't know if I would ever bring something that I've written to, in in a clinical situation. Um right. Yeah, I I I just think that uh yeah, it would just feel, it would feel off. It would feel weird bringing my own <laughs> work into it. Um, so it, it was hard for me to kind of separate and think, how could this be be used clinically? But honestly, hearing um, Gabby's uh, idea about the soundtrack um, styled like intervention, I think that's great because there's there's so much connection to television and theme songs mm-hmm. that I think, you know, can open the door to a lot. Like whether it's like, you know, childhood discussion, like discussions of someone's childhood, like, you know, soundtracks that uh, were important to them growing up and then, you know, segueing into like those chapters of their lives and, and kind of seeing right. what comes up and, uh, or, you know, being very musical with it, like Gabby was saying, with doing the samples and actually making your own song based on that theme song and maybe changing the words to mm-hmm. fit whatever, you know, story you want to tell. Um, 
yeah, like now that I'm kind of seeing it with that lens and I'm kind of remo- removing myself as like the author of it, mm-hmm. it's kind of easier for me to see, oh, how could this be used? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 It's hard. It's hard sometimes. I, I There were times where a client would say, oh, you know, do you write? I'm like, yeah, just because like I want to be as authentic as possible. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they'll say, well, play something for me. And I'm like, well, that's not really how this works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, thank you for asking, but. <laughs> yeah, no, t- I, I would do this. Do <laughs> yeah, I would do the same yeah. thing. It's like, well, how about we just write one together? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think I feel yeah. awkward whenever it's like, I tell people I'm a music therapist, but I also songwrite. And then they're mm-hmm. like, all right, so can you like do music therapy on me with your song? And I'm like, no, that's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just a random person that you meet, you know, when you first introduce yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, f- I feel like it's kind of like a, a boundary that almost needs to kind of be maintained it, and definitely because in, in, in a music therapy setting i like i was gonna say rarely but no i don't think i actually do i don't i i never talk about my own mm. anything right because i like i just don't see what the point is <laughs> yeah like it doesn't make it doesn't make sense i don't think it's a benefit to to them so um yeah, like I, I feel like my life outside of music therapy, like, yeah, I'm, I'm down to be open about this, talk about this, talk about that. But then like in an actual like music therapy setting, to me, it's just it's all music therapy. And then, of course, like, yeah, I'm taking skills that I that I know from being a songwriter, collaborator, that sort of thing. Yeah. But um, I, I won't have a conversation with like a music therapy client about my own musical endeavors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just right. that, that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's tricky. And it's, it's something I think about being in an area where, you know, it's a very, I mean, you'd think Nashville would be bigger, but it's actually pretty small and mm-hmm. working around people who are also musicians that are seeing you as clients and saying like, okay, so I play shows as well. So if we run into each other, you know, I have to maintain this certain boundary. So mm-hmm. it's always kind of a tricky conversation to navigate of like, how much authenticity can I bring to this to to share that, like, if we yeah. happen to see each other, <laughs> like, it's, that, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And a, a place, especially like Nashville, because it's yeah. true. It is a very, like, tight knit, you know, community, especially if you're like in downtown Nashville. Like, 100%, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's yeah. a musician. I remember when I was there, like, everywhere I turned, like, whoever, like, in a job that wasn't, you know, a, a musician role they were actually musician though mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like everybody mm-hmm. everybody was a musician to some degree right um yeah no, i i relate to yeah. that I, I can actually recall one instance with a client who was like oh you have such a beautiful voice i know this producer um that i would love to like get you in touch with <laughs> blah, blah, blah blah you know and i had to just like politely decline and just like you know thank them for like the wonderful compliment but um you know that i, I, I wasn't able to um, interact with their friend <laughs> or so, you know, um, exactly. yeah. So I, I think it's important to just kind of have that, that, um, that boundary, that space, but yeah. And I'm sure in all our careers, it's going to happen sure. at, at some point trying to figure oh, out. Yeah. How to navigate. Yeah. 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 It's tricky, but definitely something unusual to the area that I'm in compared to where I came from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where was it? Where, where, where did you in dallas yeah so the music uh, i mean they have yes. a pretty they have a good music scene but it's not like they every do. person you meet that <laughs> yeah. i'm this and a musician <laughs> yes yes yeah mm-hmm. i i actually have one more question um i think it would be a fun way to kind of like wrap it up but um what have you enjoyed most about being an artist Ooh. you know what i think think what I have enjoyed most is like the level of self-awareness that it's given me because I feel as somebody who is very sensitive, I consider myself a very sensitive <laughs> individual um, and having music be part of my life at such an early age, having those two things exist, I found really helped me find self-awareness at a very young age. So again, because of my sensitivity and because of my um you know, me being drawn to making music, it was such a healthy way for me to express myself. Um, and I think if mm. I if I didn't have music as a child, like I think 
my feelings might have manifested in different ways. Like I think that it was just such mm -hmm. a healthy outlet for me. And again, created, yeah, such a strong level of self-awareness. Like it, writing a song involves so many things. It involves you to have to reflect, to think back, um, to think about the future, your, your future wants, your future needs, kind of, uh, you know, being very introspective, thinking, why am I feeling like this right now? Like, let me try to figure out, like, why am I feeling this emotion? Mm -hmm. um, and then writing it in like a very creative way like using metaphors and and you know like telling stories through your music um and then you're 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 when you're done you have like this product like you actually have this like thing that you have created mm -hmm. that now exists in space and time mm -hmm. that is a representation of how you feel whatever you experienced um it's there it's like it's it's a living thing now right yeah and that's such a great feeling like i i, I you know I, I might sound silly like saying this but i i totally look back to, to stuff that i wrote at like 12 mm -hmm. Uh, 13. Me too. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I really got the hang of it at around 14. <laughs> like I, I still have yeah. like, like sound notes and stuff from like grade nine. And I'm like, yo, that's a good song. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm keeping that because one day yes. you never know, you never know X artist might actually sing this song that I wrote at 14. Mm -hmm. Like I, I have a couple of those where I'm like, eh, you never know one day. <laughs> No, but awesome. it's just, it's just so beautiful. <laughs> it's so beautiful that I have these like, musical journal entries like it's just you know and it just yeah i, I really feel like self-awareness is really like the, the biggest gift that i feel like i've gotten yeah music. yeah yeah just as you were talking i was thinking you know it's so true it allows you to really identify what it is mm -hmm. and then to really be and feel that emotion because you're spending Ugh. so much ch time channeling what is it that i really want to say what does it yep. sound like what is it yep like what is the aesthetic around this and then to express it and release it and it's just such exactly. a beautiful experience um, yeah exactly yeah. and yeah. again we, we talked about this earlier like being able to have those experiences with an individual in a songwriting session yeah you can't help but make the connection that mm -hmm. this feels like therapy mm -hmm. <laughs> this yeah. feels like therapy you know so yeah. it was such a natural progression for me to to you know want to look further into music therapy and actually you know do the schooling for it and stuff because it's just you yeah especially once you've experienced it you, you just you can't separate that aspect from it it's yeah just, it's so obvious that it's there yeah 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 what are your um kind of like future plans for music therapy if you don't mind sharing oh yeah definitely you know what it's it's so funny because when i first started the program mm -hmm. I tell myself, you're going to do this program and like, no brainer, you're going to do private practice. Mm -hmm. Like you're already doing stuff that, that, you know, it, it kind of embodies that entrepreneurial spirit anyway, like no brainer. Right. Uh, but then when I did my internships, I, I was so, so grateful and, and, and lucky to have had such like colorful experiences at each site. I had the option to do three different sites. We could have stayed, but I, I really wow. wanted to, to change it up each time. Um, and it just so happened that they were all different types of hospitals, like a mental health hospital, um, a palliative care unit, uh, an oncology unit of a hospital, and then wow. pediatric rehabilitation, right? Um, so I got to experience the hospital environment and honestly i absolutely love it <laughs> it's so beautiful it is so yeah. great to be part of like a healthcare team uh -huh. um i've just yeah, yeah I, I fell in love with with the hospital setting so i think at some point in my life like i don't think right now is the time but at some point in my life i would love to return back mm -hmm. into a hospital setting mm -hmm. and either like establish a music therapy program or if there's yeah. one currently running but i love it I, I love yeah just being part of a team for somebody and then being like mm. the person that offers the music therapy. Mm -hmm. So we'll see, we'll see what happens, but um, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, uh, I could talk uh, like honestly forever about it because it, it really is the profession. <laughs> like it, it honestly is, it's the profession that allows me to have so many different hats mm -hmm. in my life, yes. mm -hmm. which I feel like for a long time, I was only wearing the songwriter producer hat. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful for that yeah. because it really got me good at, at those skills, mm -hmm. you know? And, and I really, I made some great relationships, like great, it's amazing. But ha adding music therapy into the mix, um, I feel like it adds a whole layer of things that I that I was kind of missing, like me, like just my own um, uh, like likes. I really enjoy school. <laughs> I love 
I love yeah. being in school. I love being in research, which is something that I didn't realize oh, about myself wow. until, yeah, awesome. until I did my master's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to do like our, our major research paper and right. I hope to get that published in a, in a journal. Yeah. That's yes. the paper on my bucket list, you know? Um, and like, you know, shout out to Laurier. I'm going to give a little, like a little feel here. Like they, they have this lab, um, called the Conrad Institute of Music Therapy Research. And I, I was lucky enough to TA for the lab last year. And this lab is fantastic. Like we are able to record, um, like improvisations, like through MIDI and then analyze it, mm-hmm. like in, in, uh, in another software where we're able to have like the therapist and client have both of their their improvisations analyzed, mm-hmm. right? And there's That's fantastic awesome. studies being done. Um, it's just, it's like cutting edge, like cutting edge technology and, and just, you know, the people that are running it are just so talented and passionate about what they do. So that, that's another part of my life that I hope continues to develop as a researcher. Like I'm just so excited about research. And it's, <laughs> again, I'm going to like totally Me nerd too. out here, but like, like you have to understand research is like, it's creativity and academia. Yeah. Like that's honestly what research it's is. It's amazing. Right? Yeah. It's amazing. Like I'm yeah. getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Cause like you're honestly for real. You're like, firing you're honestly, me up too. <laughs> <laughs> like you're honestly able to think about something and think, you know what? I'm so curious about this subject. Like, does this even exist? Is there research being done? You look it up, you're not finding yes. stuff done. There's a void here. Like I want to fill that. And you're yes. able to use that creative energy mm-hmm. in an, in the academic world. Like it's just like so exciting so i really really hope that i also have that be like a part of my life in some capacity because yeah man like creativity is just that thing that runs through your body like all the time and like there's so many different ways that creativity can be used like it's just it's the thinking of like novelty you know it's newness like we all just have this this ability to just yeah like think of newness like i'm just yeah. like ranting now but it's just like it's so yeah it's exciting it's exciting i am um, I, I saw this tweet probably like earlier in the year and it was you know some academic researcher and they were like when i choose my co-authors i choose the people i want to hang out with so it's like scheduled like hangout time mm-hmm. when you're doing research <laughs> right <laughs> so true yeah uh, well i'd be happy to collab if you ever want to do research yo like oh again (laughs) i love it i feel like this is like the first connections that i've had with like american Mm -hmm. music therapists Mm -hmm. so i'm like so interested to see like how you guys operate and like what the climate is like down there because i mean it's a weird climate right now but (laughs) a little little bit (laughs) well is there anything uh that you'd like to share with our audience before we uh head out anything like how they can contact you or, or what uh yeah. what mediums they can find you on and follow you yeah yeah i'm everywhere on social media uh she official so that is at sh3 official pronounced she but it is sh3 official um i'm most active <laughs> on instagram but i have socials everywhere where there's socials mm-hmm. and yeah i'd love to connect if uh anybody wants to reach out i'm very receptive in my dms awesome Mm-hmm. great well thank you for taking time to talk with us thank you for having me this has been thank so you. great yeah it was a great conversation yeah. for sure yeah. cool all right well we're gonna round it out by listening to stranger things by she enjoy bye thank you <laughs> mm-hmm.